Episode 33, Larry Bird number, perfect number to start. Celtics preseason coming back, ready for the Celtics start of the season. We got some great college football today, some fantasy football talk, how to build a winning team from the two goats of fantasy football themselves, Berkman and Jake Lefkowitz. Brett's disappeared for the day. We don't know where he is. Maybe he'll show up at the end, but you'll have to see. Break! All right, so it's October 15th, 2022. Um, NFL season's underway, which means that fantasy football is definitely underway. Um, so, and right. Fantasy football, right now we got, I'm sitting at four and one right now. Berkman, what are you at? Two and three. Brett. Oh and five. Doesn't deserve to be on the podcast. Doesn't even right. deserve to be here. He's oh and five. He's oh and five. You don't need fantasy football advice from him. He's oh and five. Okay, but if you listen to our last podcast, you'll know that something happened with Kyler Murray. And well, it's I think it's pretty safe to say that Lefty Lefty was right about this. And something else happened about Damian Pierce. Lefty called shot that he would never play fantasy football again if Damian Pierce didn't finish RB2 or better. And right now, Damian Pierce currently is sitting at uh, RB1. He's an RB1 right now in a 10-man league. So, so are we saying he has to finish in the top 20 or top 24? I said high-end RB2, so I think top 15 is what we settled on. Oh, okay. Right now he's at RB10, so I'm looking for... Well, what are we doing if he gets hurt and misses games? Oh, that, that's we, I think I think we should do it off of average points per game, like top 15 in, in average points or, per game. Or just wherever he ends up, if he gets hurt, then whatever he was ranked when he got hurt. But I think I'm pretty safe to say Damian Pierce will be finishing in the top 15. And he looks good. I think he's, he's definitely an RB1 right now. You okay, know who so- I don't think is an RB1 right now? I don't think DeAndre Swift is an RB1 right now. I disagree. You don't think he... The thing with DeAndre Swift is, yes, he's major injury problems, but when he's on the field, he's probably one of the most talented running backs I, on the field. I traded away DeAndre Swift and Russell Wilson, who was sucking, for Kyler Murray, an elite quarterback, and Miles Sanders, who's had actually a surprisingly should, decent year. Should we remind them why you had to trade away Kyler Murray? I had I tried away Russell Wilson because lefty took Kyler Murray and I had it and right, right, sniped him from me. Did I need Kyler Murray? Or no, did I just no. He just had Justin Herbert. He did it to make it hard for me to get a quarterback and it worked Russell Wilson I mean in my defense I wasn't expecting Russell Wilson to be like absolutely like Baker Mayfield but he was terrible and I I can't have a quarterback getting me nine points a game and I had to take sacrifice Swift I mean Swift's always hurt Miles Sanders is solid um and I also got to keep Jamal Williams in the trade which I'm happy about so if Swift it keeps getting hurt then I have Jamal Williams on my team and on my side that trade worked out. I didn't need Kyler on my team, but it worked out for me because I tra- I flipped Kyler to Team Miller, Adam Miller, one of our other camp friends. I got in return for that. I got DK Metcalf, who went twenty something picks earlier than that pick, and DK has actually been breaking out recently. He finishing over twenty eighteen last week. He's trying to look like a legitimate and receiver too. So I my top th- two of my so obviously I don't know my second round pick anymore Swift but my first round pick Diggs has been balling out and my third round pick Saquon Barkley has been an absolute stud the best running back in fantasy football taken in the third round I'm so happy for Saquon I'm so happy he's having a comeback year and it's just great to see I mean you have to agree with that it's good to see Saquon Saquon's bounced back well but we got to take a break let's just look at how many picks I hit on late in this fantasy football let's hear it so I picked Herbert who's been fine mixing one it doesn't matter, but I will skip. And like round at pick number fifty three, I got I sniped Chris Godwin. At at pick 
30, I sniped Mark Andrews, who should be easily going top 15 at this point. It's pathetic that there's literally two good tight ends in fantasy football right now. If you don't have Andrews or Kelsey, you're like 10 points worse than the, the teams that Andrews or Kelsey. Every other tight end is just off. I mean, Goddard's having a good year. Higby, that's like it, though. I have a question. Would you redraft Kelsey number one? No, not at all. He's but, Redraft but, number one, I'd take Cooper Cup. I don't know, but when you look at fantasy, you want the greatest point differential. And by getting Kelsey your first Andrews, you're like a 10-point advantage over every other team in the league. I'd have to take Cooper Cup. Yeah, I think Cooper Cup is just – he's having a better season than last year. That's unreal. Cooper Cup's been really good. I think I would probably take receivers beginning with Cup and Jefferson. Jefferson balling out. Eckler would be up there. Uh, Chase has been a bit of a disappointment, and so have the entire Cincinnati Bengals. I'm sure they'll bounce back. Yeah, so, but I, if I was to redraft, Andrews Kelsey 100% would be in the top 10. You just got to look at the point differential. Here's an interesting one. So I had my eyes on Devontae Adams at the end of the first round, and I ended up with Diggs. You took Devontae Adams. Do you stand by that decision? I mean, I think it's worked out. Like, you can't complain. Devontae Adams has been averaging 20 points a game. Yeah, so Diggs like, has just been an absolute stud. They both have been so. They've they both been so good. I mean, Receivers have been so good this like, year, and then the running backs. Like, who would have expected Saquon and Chubb to be the best running backs in fantasy right now? I, I don't. I, that came out of nowhere. Like Chubb, honest, yeah, Chubb came out of nowhere. minute right now. I had Saquon Barkley and Nick Chubb on my do not draft list. Huh. I I can totally understand why you would though. I was afraid of injuries, and normally I've been right the past few years about stuff like that. But this was the one thing I did wrong the entire draft. I probably had Travis Etienne valued above Nick Chubb going in. And yeah, no, I, I mean, know how that's went. Yeah, Travis Etienne definitely has been a bit of a disappointment. I mean, and neither of them are going to be fantasy forces. For, I think both of them will probably be projected 10 points a game, averaging like 12 for the rest of the year. Neither of them is going to fully take over the other. But Oh, you're, oh yeah, for people who don't know, he's talking about James Robinson. And Etienne. And, and, yeah. and Travis Etienne. Yeah. Robinson was the past starting running back. He was an undrafted free agent. He, I mean, Robinson he, looked great the first of, three weeks of the year. He's coming off a bad injury, but right now they're in a timeshare. And if anything, Robinson looks like the lead back and Etienne looks like the 1B. Yeah, but, but I mean, Etienne definitely gets more receiving work. I was going to fully take it, but, yeah, no, that, but it's looking the opposite way right now, and I traded Etienne. That was my one um, trade, one d- bad pick. Yeah, so that's that. Etienne was a bit of a disappointment. Any any other um, oh, my, surprises? Okay, my other steal going on about my steals, I, picked, I sniped Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. At pick 93, he's sitting at RB8 right now, averaging 16 points per game. Do you think that will continue or is this a fluke? I mean, I just think the touchdowns are going to go down, and that's really what's supporting his but value his right team, now. But the, but the touchdowns I, I don't Kansas know. City yeah, I just would not feel comfortable starting a player that fully relies on touchdowns that isn't a tight end. Because yeah. I, feel that, I feel that every tight end right now that isn't named Kelsey or Andrews is completely touchdown or bust. Is there anyone else good? Uh, remotely. Goddard's having a good year, but, but like, he's still projected like nine points a game every game. But like, well, Andrews There's, is. Projected. I mean, Higby's been good. Higby's averaging. I mean, I I picked up Higby off waivers. I drafted George Kittle. He's been a huge disappointment. And there was some crazy. I drafted like Kittle over. I drafted Kittle over Darren Waller, but like whatever. Darren Waller also has sucked this year. Yeah, but like there was a statistic I saw that showed that like. I think Andrews is like 60 points above like the next tight end. Yeah, I mean, Pitts has also been – oh, Zach Ertz is having a good year, but I, I project that to definitely go down with the return of Hopkins. It might, it might have been more like 40-something, but um, yeah, like there's seven points. That's like yeah, no, it's, it's really it's really the only good tight ends this year have been Kittle, 
I'm not kiddo. Kelsey and Andrews have, are just on a level above everyone else, and it's a huge advantage to have them. And then the other ones who have been a bit surprising, but the next three would be Ertz, Higby, and Goddard. Nothing, and who would have predicted? But they're nothing compared to Andrews or Kelsey. Like, it's almost to the point that your team can only reach a certain level if you don't have Andrews or Kelsey. Yeah, I mean, it like stunts your team. Like, and Higby, I mean, Higby, Goddard, and Ertz have been better than like Kittle and Waller and Pitts and Schultz, but like not. It's like they're all they're all the same. It's those two and everyone else. I would make a hot take. I think this year when ESPN comes out with the stats on which players are on the teams that won championships the most, I think over 75% of teams that win their fantasy football championship this year will have either Andrews or Kelsey just because of the point differential. Yeah. The less of the tight ends. I agree. It's they're, they're just, it's on, it's a different world right now. So running backs, we, uh, we took tight ends. We could, we probably could have predicted Andrews and Kelsey being really good, but we couldn't have predicted everyone else just being absolutely terrible. They're not even that bad. They're averaging like 10 points, but like, when, when you're averaging 10, and Andrew's averaging 18 and Kelsey 22, it just doesn't really Running work. backs, Saquon and Chubb are the best two guys, but Eckler's having uh, a I don't know. Eckler is Eckler RB1? Eckler's RB1 right now, but I'd rather have Saquon. No, I don't know about Chubb, but I'd rather have Saquon. I think Eckler. I... Oh, that's tough. Saquon like... is just getting the volume. He looks so good. And the Giants, the New York Giants are having a great year. But yeah, those three are the definite top guys right now. Anyone, any other running backs that jump out to you that have had a good start to the year? Nothing I'm Brees Hall. Oh, Brees Hall. I doubted that. I did not think the Jets would be anything. Yeah. But uh, Brees Hall's been good. He's been good. Najee Harris, a huge disappointment. I'm not surprised. Not. Yeah. I'm not surprised. I had Najee Harris on my fantasy team last year. He he barely performs where I picked him at like big four. Um, Leonard Fournette's been solid this year. I'm not surprised. The only thing he, people worried he was going to be a little chubby. And obviously, Damian Pierce is in that conversation Damian as well. Pierce! Damian Pierce yeah. is having a monstrous year. Remember, he, he, remember, your first place for fantasy advice, go right here, Damian Pierce. Yeah. That was my hottest take I made going into the season, and that has been fully correct. Uh, Josh Jacobs has been insane. Yeah, he's Josh been, Jacobs. Josh Jacobs, really good. Josh Jacobs, he he isn't just putting up numbers; he looks good too. No, like he, like last year, he like didn't look good and wasn't putting he up was numbers. Like running really, really yeah. hard against the. And then Jonathan Taylor's been a mild disappointment, but I, I mean, I accept him to bounce back. But the he Indianapolis Colts just look terrible. I'll put it right now: everyone playing fantasy football, go snag Jonathan Taylor in your fantasy. By low, right by low, on by Jonathan. low on Jonathan Taylor. I don't think he'll get to where he was last year, but he'll be at like 15, 16 points a game minimum by the end of the season. And that's way lower than the that's way uh, CMC than the is yeah. averaging 19 points sitting don't at RB5. You can't, I mean, you, I don't, I think if you drafted CMC, I don't think you can be disappointed. He's averaging don't 19 points. CMC. That's going to be five. He's going to get traded. If he gets traded to the Buffalo Bills, I mean, that would probably hurt the Bills. I mean, obviously, Josh Allen would be a freak, but it would obviously hurt. I think it would hurt CMC's value. It would definitely hurt CMC's value. It would hurt Diggs' value, too. CMC's value comes so much on touches, and you just lose that. CMC going to the Bills would hurt his value, would hurt Diggs' value, would hurt Gabe Davis's value, but Josh Allen would be... Gabe Davis, I think, would be almost flush, though. Yeah, Josh... I mean, Gabe Davis, he had that monstrous week last week, but it was three receptions and then two touchdowns. Okay, the, the craziest thing in football right now is the quarterback position. Yeah. Brady... Rogers, Stafford have all kind of fell off. A yeah, Brady, Rogers, and Stafford are not having a good year. They're all like, and Josh Allen is just playing Josh out Allen of his mind. And Mahomes are like a different level, right? Yeah, now. it's crazy. And rookie quarterbacks, what is going on there? Yeah, what is going on? Kenny Pickett has been. I mean, he's only had one start, and he threw three picks. But and no, that his... was the second half, and then he came in and started the next. Yeah, game. yeah. He, he threw three either. picks in the his when his 
Yeah. I mean, the Steelers. Zappy, Zappy is an Bailey Zappy might be the next Tom Brady. Did you, I saw this thing that Mac they're... Jones or Zappy? Who do you want starting next week? Zappy. Mac Jones. I, Mac Jones is not good. I disagree. I don't think Mac Jones is great. But the thing is, you can't compare a quarterback when one quarterback just pins it off every time. Yeah. One's from. I mean, Ramondre Stevenson is one of the better running backs in fantasy football right now. That's random. But, but. I still think if you're a Patriots fan, you want Mac Jones still as your quarterback. Mac Jones isn't a superstar. Oh, can I brag? About, can I better. can I brag about my waiver pickup last week? Who's your waiver pickup? Kenneth Walker. I snagged Kenneth Walker off waivers. I, how do you always have the top of waiver orders? I was at the league? top of waiver because I was too. I I I'm I'm in seventh place right now in a ten man league. I'm two. In, I'm the. I'm in two. Uh, there's a couple teams that are two or two and three, but I'm in last because I have the least points out of all them. So I'm not in playoffs. I'm in seventh, and the, I snagged Kenneth Walker with fourth waiver priority. Um, it was great. I mean, I'm really excited for that. He he should be getting a lot of work, and I love the I love the upside. Our top twenty five back going forward for sure. Yeah, it's from the starting rule, but I don't know if he's—I don't know if he's definitely a guy you start weekly. Like, well, I'm not starting him this week. I'm starting George Kittle over him this week. I don't know. What do you think about that? You think I should be starting? Because I'm starting. Obviously, I'm starting Kyler Murray, and then I'm starting Saquon and Miles Sanders. Miles Sanders has been a stud. That's gonna fall off. It's Miles Sanders. And I'll—I'll I'll trade. I'm gonna. Have I'm you gonna, watch Miles Sanders? I'll trade play. him. I'll trade him. Don't worry. I'm and then Kittle and and then I'm starting Diggs and AJ Brown, two studs, hit on both of those receivers. Tyler Higby at tight end, he was my waiver steal, and my other tight end, George Kittle, I'm right now starting. You're going double tight end. Well, it's either Kittle. I'm definitely not going to start J.K. Dobbins. He sucks. (laughs) Um, How many times did he try to trade J.K. to me for Kyler? Yeah, and then you ended up having him switch. Yeah, a little different. Um, J.K. Dobbins. Or so the question is, do I start J.K. Dobbins, Kenneth Walker, or George Kittle at flex this week? If you want me to be honest, yeah, I think you should start J.K. Dobbins. Hmm. Interesting, because he has the most upside out of those guys. He's on a power offense. First, Kenneth Walker, that offense isn't great there, so I don't think his touchdown chance is that high. Yeah, I think Dobbins has the highest chance of getting touchdowns. So I think out of all those guys, Dobbins has the highest chance of having a breakout game. But George Kittle, he gets work. He's just been he has. I mean, he's been putting up like five receptions. Like he's been aver- I think he's averaging around like I nine points a game. Tight end if you don't have to. Yeah, Kid- oh, Kittle's averaging six points per game. Better um, than Kyle Pitts. Maybe not. I mean, I'm sure I'm Kittle's still a tight end one. But <laughs> hopefully. But yeah, I think right now I'm leaning towards two tight end, but obviously Dobbins and Kenneth Walker would be something to consider as well. So, I could also start AJ Dillon. He's a, he's kind of he had a strong start to the year, but over the last couple no, weeks. No, don't start Dillon. Waivers. Mm, I don't know. I, I, I'm looking to He's trade. I'm looking to trade Miles Sanders in one of my tight ends to someone that has a solid, like a better RB2 and doesn't have a tight if end. If anyone trades up for a tight end that's not Kelsey or Andrews, that is so stupid. Honestly, you're right. I agree with that. There is no reason to trade to get one point better per week at tight end. You're right. And there's no guarantee that any of these tight ends are better than any of the others. If you don't have, after Andrews and Kelsey, I'd rate them all the same as waivers. Yeah, I don't know about the same as waivers. I bet I can pull up players on waivers that have a good, have like almost a forty five percent chance of scoring higher than Kittle or maybe this week. Yeah, I'm sure. Like Hayden Hurst, Herb Smith, Tyler Conklin. Okay, Hayden Hurst. I bet. I bet this week he scores at least better than Kittle or Higby. One of the two. You know what? I'll, I can totally see that happening, but I'm not going to start Hayden Hurst. You know. No, don't start him over that. But I'm saying, like, if you're going to trade for a tight end, 
don't do it. Yeah. If it's not Kel- Kelsey or Andrew, he's right. He's right. Everyone else, do not trade for a tight end. He's right. So tight end, running back, we talked about wide receiver position. We talked about kind of just the guys we've expected. About quarterback a little. Wide receivers we expected. Cup, Diggs, Adams, Hill. Hill's been good. Um, obviously Tua will be back next week. Tua, I drafted, I drafted Tua, and he had a strong start to the year until the injuries, the concussions. But he's coming back next week. Um, is he? I yeah, he is. He's gonna start week seven. He, he cleared concussion protocol this week, and he's gonna but, play next but, week. But, if if okay, who cleared him? Hypothetically, who cleared him? The Dolphins. <laughs> hypothetically, is, if, is it not true that doctor, the one that discovered CTE, told him never to play again? Guess so. So he's, play, he's he... playing. He's gonna be playing. What is that? Three weeks later, but. Yeah, that's yeah, because he got hurt in week yeah. four. Yeah. I, I, I'm gonna trust the guy that discovered CTE and not the Miami Dolphins okay. staff that sent him if, last time. If if Tua never had these concussions, I probably would have kept him and just rolled with him as I started for the rest of the year and kept Swift. Like he was playing at that level that I was comfortable starting him. Mm, that's I mean, old. like he's no, he was not playing better than like no worse than Derek Carr, no worse than Tom Brady, no worse than Joe Burrow. Those all three of those guys are starting quarterbacks are in the league. Yeah, isn't is Geno Smith a starter now? I'm I'm sh- I would I think Geno Smith is definitely the same level as Derek Carr, Russell Wilson, maybe Brady. He's scoring 19 a game. Yeah, Geno Smith looks great. I mean, he has the weapons. DK and Lockett have, have been having really good years. Lockett's been getting a lot of touchdowns. We'll see if that goes down. And DK's been good. Seahawks off Seahawks offense might be one to watch out for. I mean, they're not going to make the playoffs, but Gino looks good. You have Kenneth Walker now in the backfield. I mean, Rashad Penny was really good until unfortunately he got hurt again. That really sucks for him. He's had so many injuries. Wait, do you see that that yellow flag on the ground? The, fl- the flag? Yeah. What's what's the deal with those roughing the passer calls? Yeah, it's ridiculous. Did you see that? Did Brady you- kicked him after. And Brady got fined. Like $10,000. Speaking of Brady, did you see he skipped the Buccaneers practice to go to Robert Kraft's wedding, who's marrying a woman, I think, like 30-something years, or maybe 40-something years younger than No, him? but, like, look, more importantly about football, who who is calling these roughing the passers? That one was horrible, but the one that was even worse, in my opinion, was the Chris Jones one called on him. Yeah. He literally strip-sacked the guy, was went for the football that he stripped. And they called roughing that the passer. That was a great game, that Raiders. They called game. roughing the passer. What you, oh, yeah, I know. It's ridiculous. When he was going to recover the football. When he had the football in his hand. The quarterback did not have the football in his hand. Chris Jones had the football in his hand, and they called roughing the passer. The bottom line is we disagree with all the roughing the passer calls. Speaking of a bit of controversy, Devontae Adams' situation, that was – I mean – What do you think? Suspension? A one-game suspension? It's weird. I mean – I, the, I saw the video. It pushed the guy. I mean, you can't go around pushing guys. Yeah, you can. But it didn't. I mean, I don't know if he got hurt or not. But he, it apparently look, he did. Get apparently hurt. he did get hurt. The video doesn't look horrible. It's no, not it's like you. It, it doesn't look like. We'll see what happens with Adams. I mean, it, obviously he should not have done that. He shouldn't have done that. I mean, yeah, he should pay the guy whatever he needs for the medical bills and stuff and yeah. apologize. I'm sure. And I'm, he sure got I'm sure the guy will make some money off this. Yeah, but like, I think. I mean, it, he obviously feels bad. Like, he pushed the guy, which is not wrong. He acknowledged that He realized that. Yeah. He apologized right away after the game. Yep. He then apologized again on his Twitter. He's, he's clearly going to be willing to help the guy. I mean. Uh-huh. Yeah, he's, Devontae Adams, Adams is not, he's not a bad guy. Like, it's not like, it's just, he was a little frustrated. I mean, 
yeah, you can't be doing that. I think if he ever did that again, he should definitely be suspended for a few games. Yeah. But he's had – I just don't know if, like – I just don't think there's enough to suspend him there. We'll see what happens. We'll see how it plays out. But I don't know. Mike Evans got suspended for pushing Marshall and Lattimore. It was a little worse. <laughs> um, but, but I don't know. Oh, that's tough. And then uh, that's, that's really tough. Supposedly, Camara might get suspended. For the thing that happened at the Pro Bowl? Yeah, that's a lot worse. Yeah, that is a lot worse. So then, we're going to keep sticking on football, but we're going to drop down to the younger kids. Yep. NCAAF college football today. We have some crazy games going on in the middle of them. When we started this podcast, I'm pretty sure Oklahoma State TCU was heading to overtime at 38 apiece. Currently, Tennessee is actually about to kick their field goal and take the lead against Alabama. And actually, Tennessee, legit, right now, at 7.35 p.m., just hit a game winner to knock off number three, Alabama. There goes Alabama. Wow. That was good timing. I, I'm going I'm to say right here, I was not looking at my phone right now. I was, did not have, don't have a TV on in the background. I turn on this right now. ESPN, I said this game's tight. I turn it on and it says Tennessee's about to kick a field goal. And right there, I turn the game on my phone and I watch Tennessee at the game winning field goal. So what does that mean for the college football landscape? So we currently, so Georgia is Georgia, Ohio State I think might move up to one. Georgia two, Michigan or Clemson at three. I think Michigan at three after the beatdown today. Does Tennessee jump up to four? They're at six. You have to think so after knocking off Alabama. They beat Alabama. It's a huge statement. Wow. That's crazy. So Tennessee just knocked off Alabama. Yeah. I mean, wow. And the kick is good. So then, so this is like, wow. I don't even know what to say. This changes the whole college football landscape. Oh, and wow. And TCU knocked off Oklahoma State. Wow. Wow. What a day. This is crazy. Wow. College football? So Bama is gonna. This is gonna really change it up. Michigan's gonna Michigan and Ohio State now have a chance at playing one two against each other at the end of the year. Wow. Wow. College football is looking exciting. Who's your early Heisman pick? Early Heisman pick? Ooh, this is tough. That could not only will they could they be one and two that weekend, they could have the two runners up for Heisman playing against each other at running back Lake Quorum on Michigan. Yeah. And quarterback CJ Stroud on Ohio State might be one and two in the Heisman race going into that That's true. Michigan Ohio State game. That game might not only decide who makes the college football playoffs, but it might also decide who wins the Heisman this year. That'll be oh, that'll be an exciting game if that's the case. Oh, oh I want to go. Where what's it at? Last year I was at Michigan. It's at, what is it, at the shoe house this year in Ohio State, I think? Yeah, I think so. Should be, at least. Yeah, well, yeah, it's in. That's nuts. So we got, we, we, we just, we're setting this up for a Michigan-Ohio State year. Another back coming off of Ohio State rebound, or Michigan stay on top for a second year in a row. Wow. You just get us reacting to these crazy episodes. Yeah. All right. So next, what's going to go on to 
So we just talked about college football a bit. We're going to talk about some little beef going on in Dub City for you guys who don't know. Oh, yeah, Draymond. Just, wow. Did you see that Draymond hit? Draymond absolutely destroyed Jordan Poole. Wow. Should we act it out? Nah. But that was not Draymond hits him. Poole gets the contract afterwards. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure. I'm sure they'll. And, and whoever, whoever and leaked. Wiggins, Wiggins, how did that video? Just got a contract too. How did so, that video get leaked? So everyone but Draymond Green gets a contract after Green knocks out Pool. Yep. Is, is Draymond Green gonna be on the outs? We'll see. Wouldn't surprise me. Where's he gonna go? Boston. Uh, uh, no. And then, do so is Fun Patty here? Yeah, but that it's okay. It's okay. Maybe a different time, but so we're gonna wrap it up there. What a podcast again! Fantasy football, NFL, college football upsets. Yep. Bama went down. Let's go.